0: And let me tell you, when you're comfortable, my clients want to fucking explore. Like, they want to (laughs) play, they find this shit hot, they want to be doms in the bedroom, they want to put the lingerie, but for so long in their lives they've been told, don't do that, you can't do that. It's against the rules of our society.
1: Yes, 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 sluts. I am so excited about this episode. How many of you want the freedom to explore and grow sexually, but have no idea how to talk about that with your partner? (laughs) Well, this episode is for you. Welcome back to Thy Queen Come. I am your host, Queen Lo. In today's episode, I am sitting down with my friend, Emily Gay sex educator and intimacy coach. She is all over social media, TikTok, Instagram, sex ed by M. She is essentially everything your sex ed class was not. She is a sex ed coach, teacher for adults. <laughs> She's doing amazing things. Uh, I'm so excited to share with you our conversation. As of now, I am on my West Coast tour in LA. I will be at AVN in Vegas next week. Make sure to check out my website for tour dates and to keep up with the podcast and all things Queendom, thyqueendom.com. And now let's get into my interview with Emily. I believe we were just having a conversation and pressed record. So we really do just get right into it. Let's fucking go.
0: Dreams can come from nightmares too, the queen will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too, the queendom will take over you.
1: Whoa whoa. whoa. <laughs> I have to say something about the music first. Uh I recorded the first four episodes before I heard the final version of the track. And holy fuck, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dreams can come from nightmares to like, what? I am so incredibly thankful to Guillermo Jamat Jr. and LDK who created, produced, sang on the song. Um, you can see Guillermo's Instagram um, on the show notes below. He is open to collaborators and he is also doing some amazing things with musical theater. I am hoping to be able to announce some really cool stuff for him coming up. And LDK is also an incredibly talented musician who has chosen for the meantime to remain mysterious and anonymous, which you know what? I kind of respect. But Nonetheless, extremely talented, and I am so grateful to them. So check out the entire track at the end of the episode, but for now, we will actually get into it. (laughs) So a good friend of mine, during throughout the first season of my podcast, I had a lot of people coming to me and sharing their personal experiences and Mm -hmm. their stories with sex and shit, and a good friend of mine who is married, who became kind of like a trusted confidant, and we would talk about these things, and when I became a dom, he actually opened up with me about his, some of his submissive desires, and... Even some ideas and fantasies he was having about men. And he's never revealed this to anyone. Uh, he and his partner have an amazing relationship. I mean, truly. And I had seen that and it, it was actually very inspiring to me throughout the first season of my podcast where I was very non monogamy. And here mm-hmm. I had, I was witnessing this very functional relationship that was very beautiful, but. He wanted to go deeper. He wanted to connect more. And when he shared this with me about his, these desires that he feels himself having in a submissive, in a submissive way, I asked him, I said, well, what does she desire? Like, what are her kinks? Like, what does she fantasize about? And his response to me, love him to death. His response to me was, I just don't think she has any. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just not into it. Like, I just don't think she has the fantasy. She's not thinking about. And when I tell you that that conversation has been repeated in so many of my client calls on a weekly basis of these guys having like, they have functioning relationships and they love their partners and they, but this part of themselves is, is real and they can't deny it. And when I ask about aside from the power dynamics, submissive dominant, what does she fantasize about? Like, is she thinking about, you know, being with other people or I mean what what's her crazy shit going on and oh I don't think there's anything I just don't think there's anything yeah mix that with the fact of when I tell people what I do when I talk to women about what I do fucking nine and a half times out of 10 the women are like holy shit that's hot That's fun, how do I do this? Holy shit, he kisses your feet, I want my feet kissed. Like, And they have no idea, they're like, whoa, this is actually, and so I can tell you that the women are actually into this. Yep. They just may not know it um, (laughs) or know how to approach it. Thus, we are here. (laughs) And that is why I brought you here today. So excited to be here. I'm actually so happy to actually have you here, like in this space. It's not every day I get to have an interview in the
0: fucking tropics. And this space is everything I ever imagined it to be. There is dildos just covering the walls behind us.
1: <laughs> and the one behind you and the one uh, behind me. Yes. There's literally dildos everywhere. Yeah, when the plumber comes
0: to my house, it's always, it's always an experience. Um, they are actually We're everywhere. Just surrounded by them. And really, that's the kind of environment I want to be in at all times.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty open about what I do, but I'm wondering what what's going to happen when dad and grandma come to visit.
0: Everyone has got to learn to embrace because that's what sexuality is a beautiful part of life. And that's what I do what I do. So my name is Emily. Um, I am a sexuality educator and intimacy coach. And I first started out just working with autistic clients. I knew that I didn't want to work in the schools. I didn't want to get fucking roasted every day by children and just like have to deal with stupid questions. I also which, know that. I was a teacher for a short Oh, time. Fuck teaching no. is, yeah. <laughs> Teaching is brutal, man. No, children. Children Children are are brutal. brutal. Yes. (laughs) God. But it's it's interesting. I really tried to reimagine where I could go with my education. And so I have a background in psychology and then a certification education. And I realized that, like, adults, we fucking Mm -hmm. need it. Like, we were never given the right type of education. We never have had the right support. And we definitely, for the most part, do not have somebody we can sit down and say, like, I'm interested in trying this kink out. Or like, hey, have you ever like eaten your own jizz? Like, and just like have these open conversations. And so that is what I provide for adults now. And like I said, I started with adults on the spectrum. And then once I saw the need um, via social media, like people were just like, I want this. I need Mm -hmm. this. I opened it up to everybody. And it's really been just like a magical experience. It's my first year in business and I love what I do. So that is amazing. It's so
1: it's so interesting because it sounds like you have a lot of the similar conversations Absolutely. that I have. Yep. However, we actually Emily expressed that she would love to see a call. And yes. so, <laughs> so just, before, just before recording this, I had one of my longtime subs who- It was such a treat. It has been, <laughs> it's been such a journey for him. He actually is in a country in the Middle East. We won't say which one, but he does not have access to mm. sex toys um or this type of conversation or this type of play or you can imagine being submissive is not very Oh absolutely. accepted religious region religious there's so much shame. All of it. Yes. And so we started working together months and months ago probably 10 months ago and he was very shy but wanted to be submissive and wanted to show off in submissive ways. And so, because of his lack of sex toys, and obviously because it's fun, um, we started out with toothbrushes. We started putting toothbrushes in his ass a long time ago. And we've worked up to a hairbrush, which he didn't have today. Sadly, he couldn't find it. I know. I was a little bummed about that. I'm not going to lie. But he had
0: three, tooth three toothbrushes. Three hairbrushes. It was so and, amazing. Yes. And also,
1: another gift that he has that we ex- we discovered really early Ugh. on is. He's quite flexible, and he's long, and he has a a pretty long penis for how he can bend, and so he can actually touch the tip of his tongue to the tip of his dick, and without fail, without (laughs) fail, in the beginning, anytime, as soon as he would touch his cock, his Mm. tongue to the Mm. cock, it would just bust everywhere, and we have been working together pretty much every weekend. There's been times off, but especially in the last couple months, like every weekend, on helping him count, get to one. We come on one. We don't come before one. We come on one. And he finally started to make it until we introduced, well, he was gone for a while, Mm -hmm. but then we introduced you being here and Annie was also here. And so he had three of us watching him and he was showing off for us. And... I started counting at 25 it I believe so great. when he was It was so great. It when, was so good. <laughs> when, when he was bent over and it was 25 and what he he came he came at 19. 19. <laughs> it was um, so good. And, and he was, wasn't even touching I mean no, it has been He was barely touching his cock. It, barely oh touching. Oh my god, he wasn't touching. Yeah.
0: He was upside down. It was truly a moment where I was like Okay, she's got 20 seconds left. Like, in my head, I'm, like, rooting for him. I'm like, do it, do it. And I immediately saw it. And I was like, damn, like, this man feels so comfortable and and so confident in his sexuality and also so aroused. And excited. It feels so good. And
1: he literally, I mean, at the end of it, he was smiling and saying thank you with cum dripping from his beard. And now he gets to, you know, I have seen the the growth in him in the sense of how confident he is and how much... Yep. fun he has. And I know that that carries out. Um, But it's interesting to me that you have a lot of these same conversations. Yes. However, this is your first time actually like seeing it be done. Yep. So it's one of my questions was, can you tell me the difference between a sex therapist mm-hmm. and a sex coach? But I think it's really fucking funny the difference between a dominatrix and a sex coach. Like <laughs> it, is, it is
0: so parallel minus the sex. And so this is how I explain it to my clients where we will discuss a lot of sexual sexuality sexual topics like that will that is our topic and you should feel comfortable to speak with me on everything mm-hmm. however we are not sexual right and so which i'm not sexual in any we were just yeah, talking about that like which is I'm, really not i'm uh, not what
1: i was thinking actually yeah. it's really cool um yeah. it's very similar that's why it's so similar to what you do because it's – a lot of it is the conversation but then and i spend so much of my time talking about mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. but then it actually does progress into being able to practice and to play and to be sexual. Yeah. Um, But can you tell me what is the difference between a sex coach, a sex therapist? Why would somebody want to go to a sex coach
0: educator versus a therapist? Absolutely. So I did my schooling in sexuality education and I am probably going to progress at least into the therapy or doctor Mm -hmm. realm. But a sex therapist is really going to look at traumas mm-hmm. and really intense topics so when you go for a sex therapist you're really trying to go in to heal something big Some, that has happened sure a lot of the times i mean honestly traumas range all over the place it's it's all relative um and you go to a therapist and you're really getting into the nitty-gritty of the psychological standpoint of it Whereas me on the other side being a sex educator and an intimacy coach and sex coach, whatever you want to call me under that realm, is I really work a lot on supporting you in what you want to do, teaching you like literal mm-hmm. education on anatomy, literal ways to like, okay, you want to investigate how to do anal yes let's learn how to do anal a safe way right
1: which is so funny that we were talking about <laughs> so this similar a minute ago <laughs> because she said something about this very thing and i was like wait a second I do anal training. Yes. That's a whole cake yep. where people are interested in learning how to play with their ass and and do anal. And we I do a lot of breath coaching, like mm. relaxing, and mm-hmm. we start with sizes and we play with the different toys. And I was like, we should do an entire episode on this actually, because you're doing the very same thing. You're yep. just not busting out the toys. Yep. It seems. No, yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: And my no, clients yeah, just aren't busting, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could talk for the future. No. <laughs> now that I've seen it, I'm like, I love this shit. Like this is why I started this is to just see how beautiful this side of the world is and like yeah. you really are doing something so very similar to me where you're helping your clients get from a point where a lot of these people come with shame yeah so much and a lot of guilt and a lot of uncertainty about mm-hmm. like hey, I have this sexual desire, but, like, I've always been told my entire life mm-hmm. that it's gay. I mean, that's yeah, the biggest What does that one. mean for me? Yeah, so what we does talk, It's mean? so attached
1: – Our sexuality is so attached to our identity. Oh, my God. Um, yes. It's so. And attached. what our society says about sure. it. Sure. Yep. But yep. it's in so deep and we think about it yep. fucking constantly. Oh and we're gosh. never – It's the one area that everyone wants to be professionals in and everyone yep. wants to excel at and everyone wants to have this movie-like experience. But yes. then nobody seeks – Coaching or education no, or no. within themselves or fucking practically, and and you know better than anyone that our education system was not built to. Oh, it f- it's not fails about pleasure. It's turn. not about <laughs> desire. It's not about <laughs> no. what we want or what we. <laughs> you know, what we experience, it's,
0: it's, God. <laughs> I don't know, I have sex and die, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, we have just been taught and I can come from like a personal experience where like I had sex in high school and like what I remember is learning about STDs, mm-hmm. which now we refer to them as STIs, mm-hmm. most are infections, not diseases. Like there's so much that has been left out mm. and so much of just like societal scare tactic yeah. when it comes to sex that we're completely missing the fact that like sexual health is just health. It's just how Pleasure, is wellness like we have these beautiful bodies and no matter where you fall on the spectrum from asexual to like highly sexual Mm. it still is like an integral part of our lives that should be celebrated and appreciated and I think that's like what's so lovely about what we both do is that we're in the space to be like fuck yeah sex fuck yeah pleasure fuck yes
1: pleasure yes because (laughs) I think what our friend Becca said a couple weeks ago when I was really wrestling with where do I have a place in this world right Mm -hmm. now with it's -hmm. its burning and it's fucked and people are hurting and dying. And it's like, where the fuck do I have a place in this? And she just looked at me and said... Healing cannot be, like, void of pleasure and joy. Absolutely, Healing has to have pleasure and joy, and that's what I see in my clients and, like, in their lives and their their relationships when they are able to actually think and and process themselves and be able to go in and they're able to take that out into their lives in very different ways, whether it's just having that load off of them and feeling like they're okay and they're not a fucking weirdo and they are normal and they have that sort of safe release or whether it's actually learning how to practically implement these things into their lives. And I think maybe that's an interesting distinction that I'm kind of thinking of right now is a lot of people come to me very specifically to escape reality.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I'm a sort of master at what I do (laughs) in the sense of I'm, and I draw subs in that truly actually do not so deep down want to implement these things and these parts of themselves into their lives. And they just don't know it so much. And I'm wondering if people go to coaching because they're already aware in a sense that they are, that they want that help. It's It's interesting.
0: It's all across the board, really. And what I found like so lovely about even the introduction and the discussion that, you know, you started this off with is that I think a lot of my clients, and this is the analogy I like to give, see the door see the door of like their sexual life and sexuality on the other side. Mm -hmm. And they're just starting to be like, I want to peek through that door and I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who supports me in this world. Like when it comes to opening that door and I don't know how to support myself. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, like we live in a fucking tough world right Mm -hmm. now as I'm a millennial. As millennials, like we've been through a lot of shit. We've seen it all over social media and we have – been devoid of pleasure, pleasure in our life like we don't know how to accurately like touch ourselves no how we'll to love b- ourselves love ourselves how to be with our partner how to say yes how to say, to yes, really how to say think- no absolutely how to create boundaries that feel right for us or even like discover how we discover our boundaries right what feels good what
1: doesn't we're so afraid to we're even so afraid. figure that out absolutely. we don't even
0: and that actually
1: brings me to my first real question of What's your experience been? Because like my friend said and like so many of my clients have said, their their partners, their women are not kinky. They don't have <laughs> fantasies. They're just not interested in sex.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your experience been working with women? It's so funny because when you told me that, I was like, oh, I'm working with your wives. Yes. Like you're <laughs> – how crazy is this <laughs> – a lot of my clients are probably. We're going to do a lot wives. of like cross. We're going to be like yes. passing a lot of business to each other. Yes. Where I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of clients that come to me who have grown up in some religious sector, and a lot of women in marriages that have been in marriages five plus years who are like, I am missing something. There is something like devoid. Like I am missing something in my sexual life. And there's just this disconnect with them and their partner. And when you told me, like, okay, you're saying that your clients, your subs are saying, oh, my partner is not even someone interested. I'm speaking to the women who are so interested but have no idea how to even broach the subject because our entire lives, and this is now me speaking as a woman, we've been told, like, shut down your sexuality. Right. Shut down your sexuality. It's not appropriate. Like, to be slutty is, like, the worst thing you could be. Like, to be called a slut, to be called mm. a whore, like, all of that. So we shut it down. Then on the flip side
1: of that, if we're married, yes. we're expected to, like, yes. stomach full balls empty kind of situation. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're expected to all of a sudden yep. become these fucking ravenous sluts overnight oh for our God. husbands or for it's the – It's crazy. it's, like, we don't change
0: over fucking night. We it's don't crazy. know how to, like – no. And there's so much shame going into. So, I mean, think about it. If you've lived, let's just even say 25 years as a woman and you've been told, you know, if we look into this Madonna whore complex, you've been told your whole life, like, shut down your sexuality. Don't touch yourself. That's gross. Don't think about sex. Like, it is impure of you. And I'm not even talking people who are religious. That's a whole nother. Yeah. I mean, it. that's a Ooh, whole yeah. other oh, thing girl. to tackle. But just being a woman in this world where like, You come into your own, and a lot of times you want to embrace your sexuality and feel sexy, and immediately you get catcalled by men. Mm -hmm. You get all of these negative, like negative associations. And so it kind of becomes this thing that you start to repress. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of women experience this, and then they get married, and that is where we're told the freedom is. But there's never a discussion, there's never a talk, there's never an exploration, there's never like a connection between, you know, if we're talking about heterosexual marriages here, husband and wife, of like, Hey, what do you like and what do I like? Hey, let's figure this out together because men have been exploring that shit and playing with that shit their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, why don't you know this? And there's a whole nother level of shame there too. And so I'm working with these wives to be like, let's break down where all of your thoughts in the past of sex have come from. Are they negative? Are they positive? What do they look like? What is the first thing someone once told you about sex? What is the first thing that happened the first time you gave a blowjob or kissed somebody? Like, let's look into that because that is how your mindset is right now. And we need to work to change it, to be able to open you up to be in a space where you can be comfortable to explore. And let me tell you, when you're comfortable, my clients want to fucking explore. Like, they want to (laughs) play. They find this shit hot. They want to be doms in the bedroom. They want to put the lingerie. But for so long in their lives, they've been told, don't do that. You can't do that. It's against the rules of our society. So I find like I just so love what I do where I get to see yeah. this growth, Ugh. not only with the person, but within the relationship. Within their
1: relationship. And
0: they can, you know, finally connect over something where they're like, oh, this is what we've both wanted, but we've been told that we can't or shouldn't talk about this. Shouldn't
1: talk about it or that it's yeah. awkward or weird. It's and weird. It's a taboo. lot of people. Yeah. And a lot yes. of them wait until the bedroom to try to figure that shit out oh man which is so (laughs) interesting to me i'm like okay you know i'll have a client tell me a story and i'm like when did you talk about you know wanting a finger in your ass yeah it's like well when we were in bed you know like when we were yeah like all right already making out we don't we don't like that's gonna every time you try to have those unsexy like oh, do you want this? Or do you not want this? Or does this feel good? Or, or am I into this? You try to have those conversations as you're trying to get sexy and it's not sexy. So that's one thing I tell my subs all the time is I'm like, plan a date. Yeah. Go somewhere. Absolutely. Go somewhere sexy, dress up, and then plan to have that conversation in a neutral ground. And also, maybe don't start it with like, I want you to get a 10-inch strap on and fuck me in the ass, <laughs> you know, like maybe start start slow with how you're feeling. But I'm interested to know, do your clients, do their partners typically know that they work with you?
0: So it's like a 50-50. Uh, it sometimes can start out with no. Um, actually, one of my clients, their partner pays for the sessions where they're mm-hmm. like, this is my gift to them. Um, A few of them started out with like, no, I just like wanted to learn a little bit. And then we came into like a full-blown like, okay, there's a lot more that needs to happen besides, you know, like, oh, I just booked a session to learn how to, you know, go down to my partner, <laughs> which is something that like I love doing one-off sessions to just like little fun sex stuff like sure. that. Sure. Um, cool. So it seems like in the end, pretty much everyone starts to know because with me, like communication is key. Communication is going to be key for everything. Like mm-hmm. And you're it? clearly
1: making progress. Like if you start doing things in the bedroom that you haven't done in the last 10 years, oh my god. They're going to think you either are you all have of a, a sudden side your- thing <laughs> yeah. and are learning a lot Where of are new tricks from. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Which like, you know, it's in, an interesting analogy that I use for almost all my clients, which I think like almost perfectly sums up what you said is like at work. If you're going to work, you don't just go into a presentation or a pitch and Fucking free ball it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you have meetings prior. This you is important. Yes. yes you you set plan, up. you think, you Absolutely. figure out what you want to present. Absolutely. And yep.
1: that's where it gets sticky, right? Because I, I think for people, this is so heavy. And I talked about this yeah. on last week's episode about it. You know, people want to talk to their partners. They don't have fucking any idea of where to start and they yeah. don't even know about themselves, you yep. know? And yep. this shit, when not handled with care,
0: can have disastrous. Absolutely. Consequences, Absolutely. And so- because there's so much shame in that. And this is where I start with my clients, where we start building your self-confidence in this, where we work through your personal shame. Because if we go too quickly to the partner, if we go too quickly to any other, you know, any other relationship, any other person you want to talk about this, and you still have that shame and that emotional tie. It's going to project. It projects in. Yeah. And it becomes really painful and it can become a really like explosive situation. So it always starts with like, Hey, let's work through where you're at right now, into where you get to a point where you feel comfortable, comfortable enough so that like I have my clients then, you know, three months in, six months in, sit down with their partner, plan an hour, Mm -hmm. and let their partner process this stuff too. They've been processing for six months. Give your partner five minutes, you know? (laughs) That's also true. Give them time. Give them time. (laughs) Like this, you know, we've been told to not have these conversations, just shut up, get in the bedroom and orgasm. Right. Nobody knows how, and, and let me tell you, I am the worst person to watch a sexy movie with because I will be like, mm, that's probably going to give her a UTI. Mm, she's definitely not aroused enough for that. Like, mm. like it just is non realistic. All of like the portrayals we it, have yeah. towards sex, considering porn, social media, movies has got, it is from the patriarchal standpoint. Mm-hmm. It is for the male gaze, from the male gaze. Jay-Z. Perpetuating a certain type of
1: male gaze. <laughs> exactly,
0: like, exactly. Like it is just not f- compatible for an actual coupling of, of people, whether or not you are anywhere in the sexual spectrum. Like it just is not the same. It just doesn't work. I just watched The Witcher. Oh my god! I don't gosh. know if you've seen it. <laughs> no, I have not. Hot, too much. For loved me. it. <laughs> The one, sex scenes kill me because I'm like, oh, Henry oh Cavalli is so hot, or whatever his name is. The woman is so hot. That sex is so unrealistic. Like, give me something good. <laughs> give me here. something real. What yes. is a movie?
1: What is a movie that does have a very realistic sex scene? Oh, Just so we God. can all.
0: Oh, I mean, if you love a good lesbian sex scene. Oh, I love a good lesbian yes, sex blue scene. Blue is the warmest color. Blue is the warmest color. It's a French oh. movie. Okay. Mm, mm, Okay. mm, mm, Oh, French. I
1: say I have French nipples. I connect to that. French (laughs) bitches are hot. I have not really a thing for French men at all. But French French women women? are something serious. Just being too cool for school. Too hot. Yeah. Too
0: fucking hot. And that is exactly what the movie is. And it's it's actually a really interesting movie because it portrays a relationship between. I think she might be seventeen, and I think the other woman might be twenty something, younger twenties, but. um... uh, there was a really interesting dynamic about that. However, when you put that aside, both actors are 18 plus and the sex scenes are mm, 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 like everything you could ever <laughs> want. Let's see it. It. Yes. Let's see it. I
1: was yes. obsessed with that show Gypsy with fucking Indians, Naomi, Naomi Campbell, and I don't know. It was a show and that sexy piece of work uh, from <laughs> fucking, oh God, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah, lesbian shit all day long, but yes. then they- canceled the show, which was really upsetting, but I'm the glad lesbians, to I'll try this one out. The lesbians
0: do it right. A hundred percent. And I think there's something to be said for that. Penetration. <laughs> right. It's not yes. all about penetration. It's not all and about I
1: penetration. I there is a sensual aspect to women just naturally.
0: Yes. And I think that women want to experience the side of themselves. And I think that, you know again, I talk about the sexual spectrum, whether you fall under the non-feeling sexual or anything, like there's a wanting to have an identity and to explore it, it is a part of Mm -hmm. our beings. And like being able to bring that into your relationship and into your life is everything. And it's so beautiful to see your work, to watch you help (laughs) these subs, like find themselves and bring it into life. It's a feel good, you know? And that's like my
1: core belief at the end of the day. It's like people who feel good, Help other people feel good. Make Absolutely. other people feel good. Hurt people. Absolutely. Hurt people. Yep. People in shame cast shame. People who are, you know, confident. They allow Radiate spaces the for confidence. other people to yes. be confident and open. Yep. And that's why I think again, well, both of us. It's so cool <laughs> the differences. And I'm, I'm wondering when you're going to call me and be like, so <laughs> I bridge the gap. Yep. <laughs> The gap has been bridged. Yes. (laughs) On that note, I have to take a pee break. Let's take it. little intermission. (laughs) So now that we've established that women, in fact, do have desires and fantasies (laughs) and things going on, and they're not, you know, just like anti-sex because that's how the fuck they were made, um, there's obviously so much behind that, but... Specifically, have you had any experience with women who are interested in exploring their dominant sides or women who have shared that their partners want to be submissive? Uh, abso
0: fucking And what does that <laughs> look like? Let, let me tell you something. Women are all-encompassing. We are mother. We are mommy. We are fucking like... God, goddess, she, her, and planet. And when women come into their own femininity, there is such a power there. And a lot of women, when they start this journey of like, hey, I see that door of sexuality and I want to walk through it. However, I have all the shame. However, I have everything like withholding me from it. When we get them to the point of opening that door, the dominance is just usually, I mean, this has happened with a handful of of clients. It's just sitting on the other side where they're like, I feel so empowered and they, they want to
1: take power. Like, I just want to
0: grab, grab like, it. oh my God. And I've, I've had literal clients on my calls, like where I really, really, really encourage people to use their bodies when they're speaking to me. Like a lot of the times I'll have them shut their eyes and we'll do sessions with their eyes closed because I want you to tap into how you feel. And I've had clients who have just literally grabbed at the air where it's like you finally have the freedom and you finally have dealt with everything that's kept you down. And you're ready to just literally grab your sexuality by the balls. And that might look like yeah. literally grabbing, grabbing your husband by balls. the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a beautiful thing to see like and like yes, this is where like you know wherever you're drawn once you know you figure out what your sexuality is. And it might being submissive yourself, but there is such a beautiful dominance to women already. Mm-hmm into cis women into mothers especially yeah. like think about being a mother you fucking brought a mm. life into this world you like <laughs> grew and mm-hmm. birthed a whole universe and now you've raised another being mm. like that is fucking empowering and to bring that into the bedroom right is why is, is that not thing? Thing? women
1: are expected to be that perfect oh figure mm-hmm. for the, for their children and then compartmentalize it and yep. then be something and not take any of that Into the bedroom. Into the bedroom or even how they're affected by that, how it changes things. That's something I talk about a lot with my clients is that just because you have this submissive fantasy or you have this part of yourself, that doesn't mean that's who you are completely. It doesn't re, again, the whole identity thing. It's like, oh, if I want cock or I want my wife to dick me down, does that mean I'm gay? Does that change everything? And it fucking doesn't, right? And I think it's interesting for women too because in their heads, it's like, wait, if I peg my husband, but also it's not that serious, right? Like sometimes it's if I get my husband down on his knees and kissing my feet. And I think a lot of women from what I've heard or the expectations is like, oh, would they lose respect for him as a man? And to me, it just says that Again, with the identity thing, so fucking attached. Just because you have this part of yourself and this sexuality, this, this fantasy, this desire, it does not change the entire dynamic yeah. of your relationship. Yeah, the being Just too. because your man kisses your feet and submits to you in this sexual playing together does not mean he's a bitch. Yeah. Like he can still be the provider, protector of your family. And I think it speaks to we are multidimensional. We are complex human beings. And so this is really allowing space for both women, men, everyone in between to actually play
0: with that. Yeah. We're right. so rigid in the way we want to identify. And I mean, Fox Society for making us feel this way where we have to tick off a certain box, where we have to stay within that box, where we feel like once we're in it, we can't leave it. Right. Like, I, there's so much frustration in my work that I do where people come in and they tell me, this is who I am, and this is who I've always been, and I can't change. And I just, a lot of my work is helping people understand that we are in constant states of flowing. Like we are different every moment of the day and we can still claim to be something while being something else and it's this beautiful word called duality Mm -hmm. where we have the ability to do these two things at once. We have this ability to be pegged and also be the fucking CEO in the boardroom. Very clearly,
1: yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And one thing does not equal something else. Like, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. And the beautiful thing about sexuality is it is so unique and personalized. so unique and fluid. And I actually think that engaging
1: with all of the sides of yourself actually makes all of them function a lot better. Dude. You are (laughs) a better lover. And some of my best subs are actual dominance Mm. 24-7, 23-7. You know, like, they are dominance all of the time. And actually, they are really good subs (laughs) because they know what a dominant wants. But then on the flip side of that, they get to experience being submissive. And so they take – that energy out into Mm. the world they know like I say a lot the fact that they come into my dungeon and they listen and they you know they give power away they submit they surrender it shows the ability to actually fucking do that which honestly is a lot of people's fucking problem yeah it's like you have to have that ability in order to do that in your normal day to day to give over a female colleague to give her power to listen to yep. not be threatened yep. by yep. her leadership and by her dominance and that shit
0: has so like such ripple effects. We're complex for a reason. Like we have these complexities and it helps us be a better being. And I think, you know, like it's so interesting. I got one of my like favorite calls from a future client actually today which okay. I was very excited. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, snaps. that's
1: awesome. It was
0: just such a wonderful moment of like I am clearly working towards what I've wanted to work towards and I'm putting out the right message where this client called me and he's been in a relationship, a marriage for seven years and is finally just now coming into his own and understanding of maybe, you know, he identifies within the queer spectrum and really just trying to understand that like, hey... When I think of having a penis in my mouth, I like that. What does that mean for me? What does this mean for my relationship? And so what I get to do is I get to explore that with people and I get to help like eliminate all of the pain that society has told us like if you're in a marriage to a woman, okay, let's say you're in a heterosexual marriage and you're the man – and you think having a dick in your mouth is sexy, society's going to tell you that you could not be more wrong. Right. And that you should be ashamed. That you're the problem. You're the problem. And, like, the whole beautiful thing about sexuality is that, like, you know, I keep saying the word spectrum, but truthfully, like, there's no stop. There's no, like, box you ch- It's a beautiful rainbow, and you can land and move all over it wherever the fuck you want. And the idea is that we're just embracing what feels best for you. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you find your uniqueness and when you come into your own, it lets you grow in every other category of your life. Every
1: category of your life. Every.
0: Like, you finally step into who you are meant to be. And it's such a funny thing that, like, we just forget the sexuality as a society. It's taboo. It's weird. When we bring it back in, you finally see people – complete themselves well and that's
1: what's crazy is that it actually is in our every single day it's in our every Every single moment Single. we are sold cheeseburgers and perfume (laughs) via fucking sex oh my god and however yes like we are not encouraged to dive into it in a fucking healthy beneficial way and the fact that you think that having cocks in your mouth is hot that does not mean that you don't want a functioning relationship that you have and that's where you know the conversation of openness and the ability to even have that conversation and what that looks like for you. And I think something I come into conflict or not conflict I think people ask me a lot is you know when these married people call me and they hmm. want to talk about this and engage with this and if they want to incorporate this more in their life like what is what is the health my answer is always going to be yourself, like your self-discovery and feeling good versus denying yourself and rejecting that part of yourself forever to keep a relationship going. Like if you're a partner, if you actually, at the end of the day, can't have that conversation with your partner, some people don't want to, some people want to keep it very separate. That's their own thing. But if you actually feel like you can't have that conversation with your partner, you want to, you want to have this experience, more of this in your life, and you can't have that conversation with your
0: partner. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what I do where I'm, I am work with people who are like, they get to a point and they're ready to have the conversation and they can't. And they can't. And so this is what I highly suggest. This is like kind of my. That was my question. This that is was how like we break a, how, do down? How, how do, do you this? tell these, you know, yes. I
1: talk to my guys, I talk about neutral ground, but some mm-hmm. of them are just actually a lot of them are just. It's a fucking no-go. Like, it's yeah. a no-go. It would ruin everything.
0: Yeah. And so where the fuck do you start? Uh, I mean, here's the thing is that it is unique to every person. Every person. Yeah. But here's how Here's how I would suggest to do it to the overall masses if we can. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier is that one, it starts within you. First, we mm-hmm. need to work on the shame, the trauma, what you've dealt with in your own life to get you to a point where, hey, if you're bringing this topic up to your partner, you need to be the support system there. And listen, there's some ebb and flow there. Like you can have your emotions, of course, but if this is where you need to step up with your partner, you need to give them the space to feel. So start with yourself, understand yourself, what your desires mean to you, you, what you feel about your desires. Hey, when you think, you know, like, okay, so I have a client, for instance, who really, really loves to jizz on his own face. Same. A lot of
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you've never seen him do it, though. I mean, that's why you maybe need to expand him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! It's so it's such a funny. It's we're living a we're living a duplicate life here. So, funny. <laughs> but it's funny. He really came to me with so much pain, so much pain of like I opened up and I told somebody about this, and they told me it was disgusting, and we really worked on like look at how expansive the world is. There is a whole, I mean, not even just a whole sub-king for this, but like a whole world out there for this. And when we really get to feel comfortable with ourselves is when we can take that step into having the conversations with our loved ones. In a community- and finding and that community, community if, you, of if support. you want that. If you can talk, to, you can talk Absolutely. To. And when you're in a partner relationship, I always say it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. We're both coming in at 100%. Mm-hmm. And when you're having these conversations with your partner, especially if you are a man in a heterosexual relationship and you are having this partner or conversation with your wife, who you guys have never talked about sex, like, do your best to start near 100 because she's not going to be at 100 which means that you might need to counterbalance her for a little mm. bit. Give her space and time to like understand, to take a moment, to process what you're saying and be open with her and tell her that like my sexuality is a part of my life, that mm. I want it to be a part of my life and I want it to be a part of our, our life. lives. Yeah. And a lot of women, I think men are like, she doesn't care. She doesn't trust me. Your wives want this. Yeah. They want to – and even if they are feeling at a moment, I mean, libido is so – Important. So important and so different for every person, right? We fluctuate, especially cis women fluctuate Mm -hmm. with hormonal changes. Which is why
1: it's so important for men to even understand that, like understanding – your partner's cycle and understanding what's going on with their hormones like my man has a tracker on his phone where he's aware of mine and (sighs) does everything he can to support like where I'm at in my cycle knowing when I'm gonna feel like more turned on Mm -hmm. when I'm ovulating and like when my tits are gonna be hurting and when I'm not gonna and so that's there's so much back shit to this before you get to that
0: conversation like like that's the most beautiful part about these conversations is like what I do is I help you understand and learn all that. So when you approach your partner, it can start again at ground, like ground zero. We're starting at the beginning here. So we're not just diving in with like, I'm. you're not just diving into your partner like, this is what I've liked to do all my life. life. No, you're starting it at a leveled place of just being like, I really need my sexuality to be an important part mm-hmm. of this relationship because this relationship matters, matters to, me. to me. Yeah. And I have gotten look at this is what I have done for myself. And this is I have a, a client who her husband plays for sessions because they had this conversation. And what came out of it is that she wanted the sex life. She wanted the desire. She wanted the connection just as bad as he did, but she didn't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's look together. To figure out how to support you best and like that is where we want to be here in these relationships if you want this it's available for you and trust me like even if your partner does not want to be fucking at the moment like i've gone six months without having sex and i'm and i consider myself i'm highly it's normal and healthy it's normal and healthy um,
1: life situations
0: absolutely The world, everything, all of it—hormones, absolutely. But like, as a partner, you want to support your partner in every way, and sexual support is just another beautiful way of being in a partnership. Yeah. And I'd say, like, take the steps, help yourself first. I always suggest journaling. Journaling. I also, I also suggest it all the time. I mean, journaling. Write whatever the fuck you want to call it. Processing. Get a piece of paper and a pen, and stream of consciousness. Fucking write down whatever's in your head. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, like whatever that's all done, write out like what do I want sexually? What looks like a perfect sexual life for Mm me? I think something that's interesting about
1: the conversation, I picture this between couples all the time, you know, the guy sits down and starts to talk about what he wants and what the woman hears is that she's not enough and she's Mm -hmm. not doing it right and that she isn't, you know what he wants. And I think that that's the filter that a lot of women and hear that conversation through. And a lot of men are afraid that the women are going to hear the conversation Mm. through, which is why it's such a cool, it's so cool that we get this really intimate look at people and can say without a shadow of a doubt, like they actually do want their partners you know, they don't want to go elsewhere. They they actually do want to experience this together. They yeah. simply do not know how. And yep. the shame, the guilt, the uncertainty when they have that conversation, the projecting of shame and guilt, a lot of times I feel like it does lead to more separation and disconnect oh, yeah. than oh, it yeah. does – connection and i think that's yeah. why people are so afraid of the conversation because it's so deeply personal it's so vulnerable and exposing mm. um, to be told you know if 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 a man tells you even if we take the dominant submissive stuff out of it if a man tells you like this is how i want you to touch my dick or this is how i want you to yeah, you think, give oh, me no, a blowjob oh, i'm not it doing right. yeah i'm not yep. doing it right i'm not yeah. doing it and we hear it through that lens versus mm. stepping back and saying no this is my partner is actually sharing with me what he wants and what he needs and so thank God he is, right? Like, thank thank goddess.
0: But now I have to figure <laughs> out how I can respond to that. Something I try to work on with my clients, especially if we're really focusing on partner conversations, is creating safe spaces. And that is before we even have sexual conversations. Yes. And this is something I do in all my relationships. I'm talking with my mom. I'm talking with my best friend. I'm talking with hookups, whatever is we really work on like, hey, what does a safe space look like for the two of us? Where I'm telling you, I need a safe space with you right now because I need to share something. And I feel less than, I feel uncomfortable. I feel judged, I feel whatever. And so a lot of my clients will come up with a word that they share with their partner that is like, this is a safe space. And in this space, nothing I'm saying is meant to degrade you. Like, I love you but I need to share my feelings. And it's about how they feel versus it's not about what Mm -hmm. you're
1: doing. I need you to do this. I need you. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. It's centered more around how how I am feeling feeling. and this is what I I want, what I desire.
0: And what I really always tell my clients too, where, you know, we offer that, hey, I need a safe space, but our partner also has the ability to say, I'm not in the space for that. That's also their I can't responsibility. You. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, we need to get to a point where, Hey, we're in these relationships and we get married and we're expected to be with this person for life. I mean, mm-hmm. to do quotations because divorce is <laughs> oh, a yeah. high rate of divorce, but we have no idea how to support another human being as they
1: grow and change and shift. Yeah. Some of these people, some people don't realize they have desires until they're 10 years Absolutely. into a relationship. And now it's like, if I go to my partner and say, I want this, they're going to think I've been a fraud for 10 years. Absolutely. you have been lying or I've had all these things, you know, I've been yep. hiding and it's not true. It's just simply not. Yep. People are constantly changing yep. and growing and shifting. And it's, being able to be open and in that partnership where you can actually do that together versus going on these separate journeys of exploration and these separate journeys of desire just taking you further and
0: And further further apart. apart. Yeah. Yep. I mean, God, let me tell you, it is so hard to have conversations where you know, I think especially at any point we can grow and develop and experience like a change in our sexuality or just a more better understanding, but it can feel so painful, almost like a loss to a partner when, you know, a partner comes out as, hey, I actually am starting to identify as queer and their whole world, you know, just kind of shatters around them. And so that's why it's really important to work hard on like building ourselves independently To know that we are everything we ever need, and our partner adds to our life. And so that way we can have these conversations and accept the love and the change and also realize that, like, your partner finally coming out, or if you're coming out to your wife, is like, hey, I love being a sub, does not negate all of the past love that you guys have had in any means. You coming out as queer all of a sudden. If it was unconditional, right? We talk about unconditional love.
1: The second your partner comes out to you as queer and you say, oh, fuck, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's no longer unconditional love. Yes. That love has conditions on it (laughs) because you have to stay the person that I want you to be. Yep. That I knew from the very beginning. Yep. It's no longer unconditional. Yeah. Uh, So have you had women who have talked to you about their husbands coming out to them as
0: submissive at all? So I've had moments of... (laughs) I've had moments of where women have come to me and they have said that my husband is really interested in pegging. And that is a very specific yeah. Very much so. Very, yeah. yes. <laughs> and you find... We talked about a woman on the podcast. Uh, we had a story a couple
1: weeks that a sub shared about someone he knew who's, whose husband wants to do pegging and she thinks it's crazy and weird and... Brandon my sub said you just just do it and he'll be happy and you know you don't have mm-hmm. to do it but he's gonna stay frustrated like he just do it and he'll be happy and it's like wait a second you got to think about where this girl's coming from like yeah he just all of a sudden came out one day and said I want to be good I want to get pegged yep. like he might have done some work to a- arrive at that but yep has she or has this
0: all happened in five seconds yep. you know so it's interesting <laughs> for me because I actually have a very personal experience with this where I was with somebody for almost two years I think at the point and then they had told me about this fantasy and they basically told me like hey I had this dream where you pegged me and I was like (laughs) interesting random dream just kind of talking it like you know I've always been open um but it kind of led into it was just kind of like it and that's what I'm interested in and this (laughs) is what I've been thinking about and yada 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 and a lot of me had felt like Oh, I wish you had just told me for this from the beginning. And I understand the hesitation, and I understand there is a lot of judgment, and I understand it's also rare to have women who feel open to this stuff. You know, like again, we go back into society of telling women that like you can't be sexual, you can't do this, you can't do, and thinking about pegging a man, much less
1: strapping on a fucking cock. dude. <laughs> the first time
0: I think I saw it in in uh, uh in like a social kind of way was in Broad City. Where I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't but seen it. One of the no. main character Abby is in love with this neighbor or friend or whatever, and he wants to be pegged and she pegs him. And it's this whole thing where she puts it in the dishwasher and it shrivels. Oh my God. And it's really great. But it was like one of the first times where I was like, oh. Okay, it's really hot. It's there's <laughs> something here where like actually like other people are talking about this like and so what ended up happening with me and my relationship is I was open to it and interested and we looked around and I tried it and I realized it wasn't for me but I definitely had this feeling of shame where I'm like oh I didn't tell anyone I didn't tell any of my friends I felt weird about it I was like no one else is doing this I tried something and I didn't like it so now I feel <laughs> off. We're now you know looking at, as a sexuality educator and just like knowing this world I'm like. It's so hidden, but in so plain sight It's in so, plain so sight, people yeah. where I'm like, this whole world is here, but we're told that it's not acceptable. And yeah. once we finally can get past that uncomfortable level, like, the world is your fucking oyster, man. And it's it really so beautiful. Is. And like I was saying, I had a client who came to me and said, her husband's really interested in pegging. And she felt really uncomfortable. And she felt really just, like, upset and that their relationship was over because he's <sighs> gay and because all this stuff. And we just did kind of a full exploration of, like, what does he actually mean? Have you guys had a conversation? Like, let's have a conversation. Let's deal with the emotions. Let's process here how you feel, how it's felt for him to say this to you. And then let's come back and really have a conversation. Because right now you're filling in a lot of these Mm -hmm. unknown gaps with what you think. And they might not be true. And the reality was is that he was very much into her, very straight, very much loved her. But just wanted to try this taboo thing because doing weird shit is fun. It's fun. It's fucking fun and different. And they ended up, from what I know, it was only a month long that we stayed in touch or that I worked with her. From what I know and what I hope is that they are pegging away. Fuck yeah! Because what she came to learn is that like, oh, people are doing this. Yeah, and I don't have to feel ashamed about it. And like, people are definitely doing people it. People are definitely doing it. And they're definitely doing, doing it. There's a lot of stuff for and sale. Also, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. Visit my website at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also use think- my code. M- use my idea. code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I also think it's interesting there's a a little a sect of an openness conversation here because I don't peg my man like, mm. not that we haven't had conversations or he ha- we haven't talked about butt play or we use toys and we explore in our own way, um, but I don't peg my man. However, I peg other dudes <laughs> and there's also a lot of guys I work with who actually don't want to be pegged by their wife, hey? Yeah. Like, they don't want to be pegged by their wife because they love the role that they're in mm. and they love they love that dynamic. However... They would love for their wife to be involved in, in, and in support in this somehow, right? Like for my man and I, it's that I dom men and I don't dominate him. However, he's very familiar with that side of me and it's very hot and we do get to play within it, but it's within its role. And I, the same thing for some of my clients, you know, they don't want to be pegged by their wife, but is there space in fucking modern relationships to realize Or to make that structure of, I have some clients who are able, like, who do talk to their partners about coming online and working with me, and I have some who have, they have boundaries. Some of them, they can't do video calls, or they can't, Mm. you know, receive pictures, or they look for people specifically with, like, now no nudity, or, like, you know, who, it's, they have their own structure, but then a lot of people, they just... They don't know, but they want to. Like, they want to be able to talk about this shit with their partner. Yeah. Uh, So my question for you, kind of related, is what happens if a partner Mm -hmm. finds out that their husband is working with a dominatrix
0: like me online? What, happen- what happens then? Oh, there are so many different ways that can go. I think that sometimes in the way that I hope for the most is that it opens this beautiful conversation where like you're like, oh my God, there's so much here that we haven't talked about. And that's where I hope to go with any of my clients in that situation where, listen, this is just an open beginning of a conversation this is the door that's opened it's kicked open maybe not by you but it's open now it's open now
1: and so if it has you to ch- explore explode it or we have yes, something yes with exactly
0: it. and i mean here's the thing at the end of the day is that communication and having boundaries with your partner and knowing beforehand is key if you want this type of long-lasting relationship and a lot of men especially in heterosexual relationships feel that they can't even have those conversations and what i suggest is start small Start small, like if you want to be domed by somebody, a goddess on the website. Or if you want anything, whatever you want. Anything, is, just like. Bring up these conversations in your relationship, like don't just drop a bomb. Right, baby steps. Baby steps (laughs) to everything. And like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with exposure therapy. 100%,
1: yeah. This is
0: not gonna be exactly the same, but with exposure therapy, when you are traumatized by something, with exposure therapy, you very slowly expose Mm -hmm. the person to that thing over and over again so our bodies become calm with it, so it doesn't see it as a threat. In a similar kind of way with talking to our partners is that we don't just go and drop the bomb on them with something. We start small. We start little and we expose them to this, hey, I had this thought. Hey, I had this idea. Hey, I really love you and I, you know, like the way my kind of partner did, except not quite, we're like, I had this dream. It was like a I good, had this dream. Do you do we it think was a that he actually had step? a dream?
1: Oh my god, do
0: we actually think that he had a dream? I mean he probably had many fucking <laughs> He's dreams. A, a, he had so it many just dreams. is his dream in life. Yeah. <laughs> he, had,
1: he did have a dream. Like fucking Martin Luther King had a dream. Like, yes, it was exactly. A real dream. Yes. It wasn't an act like it wasn't like, oh, I just <gasps> and had a streaming dream yeah. last night. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, exactly. Like start the conversation small. And also like, I mean, I cannot emphasize enough. Give your partner time. Space. To, like, I think that's space the important thing. Is Don't crowd space. them with yeah. it. Yeah, like let them know that like, this is something I'm interested in. And also I always suggest have resources for your 100%. partner. There's so many resources out there where you're like, you know, even if you can't speak to them, Write them a letter, send them an email, include the resources, mm-hmm. give them time, just like you might, and I always relate it back to businesses, just like you might with an employee, with you know somebody you're working with, a boss. If you can't have it face-to-face and you need a moment, send it to them. Give them the time to process. Treat it, on it with their that own. much importance
1: and Absolutely. reverence and thoughts and Absolutely. I think that's what's lacking. Like yes. that's what's lacking when you yes. get into the bedroom and you're just like trying to figure it out. And it's yep. this huge important thing that's all around us all the fucking time and yet yep. we put no intention into it. Yep. Why? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the way that it happened with me is that my partner had told me he had a dream, he was interested, and then all it's of a so sudden. And yeah, then all of a you sudden You had a dream, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> You had a lot
0: of dreams. <laughs> All of a sudden it was, and here's the tools and let's go. And so it was zero to 100 and I wasn't ready. I was confused that I didn't understand He's like, it. here's this big
1: fat cock yes. it on. You're like, how do I even put Literally, this thing Literally.
0: And I was like, I don't know how to tighten the strap on and
1: I'm okay, but I'm confused. Okay, but, but it, you uh, kind of liked it though. I mean, was it wasn't not kind of cool? I mean, I never <laughs> thought I was going to be into pegging. Uh, but turns out I really am. Like it's a it's a different type of turn on for me. Like I obviously I don't mm, come when I power. fuck fuck my sluts. Like mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. how it works in my dungeon. However, it's this like different turn on. <laughs> like you best believe I walk around like my fucking pussy is golden and like I'm like th- there's a power. There's a reason, dudes. Like.
0: Oh, plowing yeah. into us oh, that yeah. feeling of
1: dominance that they let get to tell you know you. why don't we get any of that well, like why can't you. I have some of that a little bit of that pound pound dominance like there
0: was a moment when I put on it was the first one I put on it and I, I put it on and I was like <laughs> ooh baby like yeah. I want to take a fucking naked mirror okay. pick. like I get the I'm like flexing <laughs> I'm like
1: <laughs> and it's more so it's superior because it throbs oh. and it vibrates yes. and it's sparkly and it's out there and then I get to fucking take yes. it off at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to come
0: home with me I don't have to deal with it. It's, in its brain all the time, you know. Oh I have God. actual control. Yes, over, it. <laughs> over my body. Yeah, I don't have a second head that controls me. Yeah, literally. 100%. But it was it was such an interesting thing for it in my life where now I can help people relate to it. Where I'm like, if we take these steps, if we see how normal, if we normalize yes, it, like
1: it's easier to talk
0: about. It's easier to talk about. And when we look at normal within societies, like right is now, what the fuck is normal, right? Like in the U.S., we're having this big anti-trans. Movement. However, you look at Thailand, you look at India. Yeah, there's been a third gender. I
1: lived in Thailand. That's why I I lived in Thailand, and it's nuts. Lady boy. Yeah. Yes. They don't
0: give a fuck. They don't give a fuck because it's been a thing forever, and that is their. They laugh. They're like,
1: "Who cares? It's so fun. Like, it's it's such a joke at this point." (laughs) The shit going on in America. They're like, "How can someone care?" It's so crazy. much. Yeah. So much. Actually, yep. on that note, well, that's actually cool that you brought up Thailand. I have a tat on my ass that says my pen Rai with the, with praying hands that I got in Thailand. Um, after I learned about,
0: I have a Thailand tattoo oh that I got God. in Thailand. <laughs> Of course, (laughs) that doesn't mean anything. It's not even in the right order. I was was seventeen.
1: I was also drunk, and instead of getting it in Thai letters, I got it in English letters. So it actually says "my pen rai." Why did the tattoo artist not stop? I was drunk, and I got it done with this guy named Steve. I met him; he was fucking awesome. But "my pen rai" means never mind. And I actually, I read it. I read about it in the Geography of Bliss, and Mm. the term. Actually never mind in Thailand means just actually never mind. Like Who's someone's cares? someone's late, never mind. Yeah. Like someone has a different life, uh, my penrai, you know. And mm. the way it's described, it's almost like in America we sweep things under the rug. Yep. Whereas in Thailand, they just have a piece of furniture there that it just, you know, it's not it's just there. Like who cares? <laughs> never mind. Like yes, who I love cares that? that- yeah. There are lady boys. That there yep. are boys that feel like girls, and they're on the cheerleading teams in I was a teacher in Thailand. Doesn't Crazy shit. <laughs> like, and there's lady, and it's just a normal, accepted thing. Yeah. Never mind my pin <laughs> <been laughs> rye, and that's like how I again I have a tattoo on my ass because that's kind of how I. I believe it's just like, so what? You like fucking dick in your mouth. My pen rye, never (laughs) mind it. Who cares? Like, it doesn't fundamentally change you as a fucking human being. Absolutely. But denying yourself and shame and guilt and repression, that actually does fundamentally change you as a human being. And that changes
0: everything around you. Yep. I mean, you look at the, I mean, not to bring suicide in this, but to bring suicide in this, you look at the rates within men and it's so high because there's such... A limited, like, uh, capacity of what you're allowed to be, and we're humans. We're closely related to monkeys. We look at social groups. We live in social groups. Like, we want to do what is normal within our yeah. society. And we're so isolated, and men especially so are isolated, so isolated, especially. And men do not have a yeah. group that is supportive. Whereas, like, I feel so blessed to be a woman in this life, where I'm like. I had my friend look at my vulva the other day because I was like, there was a cut there and I'm nervous. Yeah. And I told the partner I was with and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, my like my friend like literally sat on the ground with a flashlight and looked into my vulva. Dude, me and my girl <laughs> Liv
1: have compared, looked at our, we have gone in with mirrors. We'd be like, bitch, we're different. Of course. Like of we're course. snowflakes in I this shit. I have seen
0: all of my female friends naked and it comes down to this fact that like, you if you're part, if you're. All of your friends are jumping off a cliff. Would you jump too? Yes, you would because we just want (laughs) to be fucking included. We want to
1: be included and men are so isolated. And I think that like there is a lot of rhetoric around. I think people listening to this right now could be like, oh, poor men, you know, like, and I'm not, I am not, I don't (laughs) ever fucking justify or apologize for the mm. way that men do use their position. Mm-hmm. However, I realize that their the way they use their positions comes from being broken and fucked up and sad and yep. angry and frustrated. Yep. And yep. so instead of just like stomping on the necks of which I, is shit I see on Twitter and stuff with doms who are fucking angry, like women are yes. angry, right? Oh, and yeah. they come to men, and they're like I want to fuck you up, I want to step on your neck, fuck man. And what they don't realize is or what they're not embodying is the fact that these men have fucking impacts on women all around them. And so instead of just like saying, fuck you, men, you're the problem. These motherfuckers don't know how to get themselves fixed either. And like and then they just perpetuate it and cycle it. And so it's like, yeah, I realize like men are the fucking oppressors and men are the fucking problem. And I do believe that we are in the business of trying to actually peel back that problem and heal the the wound and heal the infection versus just stomping on their necks and ignoring it and saying this oppre- oppressor class of of people all fucking suck and that's how it, that's how it ends you, you know, know why
0: because like. we're mother because yeah. we are mother and we heal and yeah. because we see that this problem these Literal, like sons of ours are in so much pain. Yeah. And they are the oppressor. Hurt people and hurt they are people. being oppressed. Yes. Yeah. And they, it's the whole cycle, yeah. and we're seeing it for what it truly is. And it's so painful for us to see, too, mm. because you are also me and I am you. And mm. we are all one big fucking energy, and whatever the fuck you want to believe, at the end of the day, we are all one type of person, people on this planet. All wanting things that aren't that different from
1: each other. Exactly. That's why we're taking what we do to the motherfucking capital. <laughs> I won't stop until I have all of them on their goddamn knees. (laughs) Till every man's getting pegged. I don't even need blackmail. Like, I don't have to peg you in order to force you to to do better things in this world. I'm actually just going to make you want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And
0: just when you embrace yourself, you embrace everything. Everyone around you. Like, when you embrace the
1: fact you want to suck cock, you're not going to go out there and lobby against people who want to suck cock because you're such a repressed and sad motherfucker who can't live Dude. your life you know what i'm saying Can <laughs> like, i tell you something take well? it to the gap <laughs> <tell you> something? <laughs>
0: (laughs) There is nothing like being a sexuality educator, and I'm like, oh, all these men that are super right, they're the ones who want it in their butt so much. Oh man, the the southern the southern man's have come out. Please stick it in my
1: ass. And they want me to call them bad names for wanting it. And I'm like, sorry, sweetheart, I won't. You know why? Because you're probably a dick, 24 (laughs) fucking seven, to people who actually live their lives the way that you wish you could, and you're using that those words. Yep. I'm not gonna reinforce that. Like, I'm gonna have you fucking leaving this Situation, singing, happy and gay, like just feeling all that energy. Uh, fucking world changers, man! <laughs> like, like I call We're it all it. the time. I post it. I'm like philanthropy, except I get paid a lot. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sex work is like, it's the holy grail of work. Okay, first, it's It's the holy grail of work. Yes.
1: Also, I might do a whole episode about this for like women. I have known so many women. I'm not even going to name all of them because some of them have, you know, corporate jobs and Mm. real crazy, you know, they are. And, All of a sudden they're seeing me and they're seeing this life and they're like, holy fuck, I'm interested in this. And they want to do it a little bit on the side and, you know, start making money for the shit that they're fucking doing. It's like you don't have to become a full ass dominatrix overnight. You don't have to like quit your day job. But a conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could fix the economy. We could Taylor Swift this shit. If we start God, having females actually really, charge for being yes, fucking hot and amazing. Being and being empowered. Like, you don't yep. have to get an OnlyFans. There are other ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyways, conversation for another time. I'm going to jot that down real quick. You can I think teach us all
0: how to lead the charge. Literally. I'm following.
1: I'm fucking fuck I-I captain right behind you. I'm telling you, you put that. That's Okay, this is the last story and then we're done. I swear, like, years and years and years ago, I... In the beginning of all this, I got messages about people, like, wanting to see my feet. Like, mm. pay pic- like pictures of my feet. And so, I started, I sold them. It's like, back in 2020, like, COVID. And then I started posting on Instagram, like, jokingly, like, half-jokingly. Mm-hmm, like, oh, I'm selling mm-hmm. feet pics. And half of the people were like, oh, this is so funny. And I'm like, yeah, haha, what a joke. And then half of the people were like, for Give real, though? <laughs> <laughs> so... That's what I'll. That's what we'll leave you with. You know, sometimes you just have to leave a, f- a, f- a few breadcrumbs, <laughs> and I'm trusting you. That, trust leave me. A the, the, leave a couple toes. You can leave a couple toe prints. <laughs> yes. And and the motherfuckers will find it. They will find it, dude.
0: Everyone, <laughs> let me tell you, normal is fucked because there's no everyone normal. wants. Every, everyone every, has their own cake. Weird Even t- when people tell me they're vanilla, I'm like, mm, we're gonna find that. Well, cake. yeah, you're only vanilla if we haven't if we haven't
1: swirled it far yes. enough. There's there's a little, there's flavor in there somewhere. When you drop
0: that shame, mm, baby, the that shame, vanilla goes the guilt, out the window. The, thoughts, the narratives. Yes. And, and it even takes vanilla work. becomes spicy too. It does. Then. spicy vanilla oh. with a little
1: tajin. Mm. That's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> oh, mine's vanilla with grapes. Actually, like vanilla <laughs> with, with grapes is my favorite. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, Beautiful. I'll try. <laughs> on that fucking note on that note this has been so much fun i feel like we could go on for hours and hours and hours absolutely i'm definitely going to be having you back as we move into (laughs) as we continue moving on this journey thank you so much for being here please tell
0: the people how to find you if they want to work with you social media all the goods Okay, yes. Yeah, so thank you so much. This has been amazing. Oh, I really. It's- this is everything I dreamed and more. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me. I have a website. I have two actually different website names. I'm either sexedbym.com or swelleducation.org. Um, it just started off with depending who was coming to me, to be honest. And then all of my check socials. Yeah, check out it's the <laughs> All same of website. this will be listed on show notes as well, but go ahead and Good. get them your socials Perfect. as well. The socials are all under sex ed by M. So It's like sexed. By m Yeah, literally. It reads a sexed by m Everyone's very confused, it's but... It's really... It's either way, those. It's, it's, it's... I cool. know. It's very, I have like really to tell m. everyone. I'm like, I don't know the space in between, but, you know, take it as ever you want it. And, and you
1: actually... You give great, like, informational educational videos, so I think everyone should check them out. Give her a follow. And also, you brought a couple of things here today. Thank you dear. have not only your educational penis, which I think is hilarious, <laughs> because I also have a lot of penises, but... This one is a lot more educational than mine. Can I just get a good, yeah, good
0: look at this? Yeah, please do. Yeah, so I teach, I mostly teach <laughs> it's on wooden. TikTok. And I would have this going in so many asses. I know. Oh, it's man. It's the only toy that has had no actual sexual action because I teach with it. Well, it's wood. So it's I feel wood. So like I feel like this could get really fucking gross <laughs> really fast. It's also kind of on the big side for like, so educators, we have a couple different websites where we can buy things from. Um, this guy was like 30 bucks. This is my educational penis. He is rather on the large sides. That's um, really small, hey. Are you
1: joking? <laughs> Where's my strap on? Well, for
0: average regular, for yeah. toys, for does toys Does he vibrate he's average. though? <laughs> Everyone thinks he's a salt and pepper shaker. He does nothing. He's just cute. He looks like a he's salt shaker. Just, Mine has different.
1: You different beats Yours here. is a
0: beauty. Yours is more of like an actionable item. We have different modes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine, mine is just for teaching on because it's the only thing I can really use to teach on social media platforms like TikTok without getting kicked off. Yeah. I tried to bring because toys it looks on like before. A f- a house
1: picture. Yeah. It looks.
0: It's kind of ridiculous. That's it's hilarious. very, very undick like for being a dick. That's so funny. But, and here,
1: what about these magic condoms that yeah, you've told so me about? I
0: recently teamed up with a company called One Condom. Um, I first discovered them at Planned Parenthood.
1: Go to Planned Parenthood, Dude, best organization ever. Take all Planned my Parenthood. money. I love you so much. I,
0: I could not. They're my favorite. Amazing. Even having my Incredible. my doctor, I still go to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Because my doctor the best. is not sex positive. Nope. I can't the talk best. about this shit with my doctor. Yeah. I go to Planned Parenthood and I'm like, this is what I did. I've done X, Y, and Z and sex and yada yada and this and that. And I'm afraid of that. And they're like, cool, let's get you tested. Let's do this. And I'm like, fucking. Thank you. Um, Literally, I have been,
1: I have had a raging UTI situation, ill, like sick as fuck, so ill, and called Planned Parenthood. And they're like, come here immediately. And I was in Sacramento and I went there immediately. And as I was driving in to get my shit fixed, I was getting yelled at by pro-lifers, literally yelling at me, fucking coming to my car, yelling at me. And I'm like, literally this woman in here, this beautiful, (laughs) amazing woman just healed my My pussy. It's on fire. Ah, I got a yeast infection. I don't know what's going on. I'm on fire. And you were going to yell at me
0: and yell at her all
1: day? Honestly? Like, fucking Jesus, AJ.
0: I mean, this is the whole thing is people don't understand what- that's not, not what Jesus the would do. Education is Jesus, Jesus. I mean, that's do a that. whole different topic. Jesus, Anyways, tell us about these condoms. Creative Planned Parenthood,
1: hundred <laughs> percent.
0: But yeah, so I started with one condom, and what we really found is that people don't know how to fit themselves for condoms. The problem is, is that many, many penis owners are like, "Fuck condoms." Why? Because they don't. They fucking don't feel fit good. Right. I don't like them they either. Don't to don't feel be honest. right. 91% of men don't fit an average size condom if you go to any pharmacy and pick up a regular condom they're too big they're too big it's going to be I 7 inches see in that. Light, I, and it's going to be too big for many people and it's just gonna slip it right sucks. off let me tell you I had a partner. And can we I, open one? Yeah. can, please we, can we open see, it. Can
1: we see it? Please open it. Actually, this. like, I don't use – I have a fucking UTI and – I mean, not a UTI. <laughs> <laughs> I have an IUD in my uterus. Mm. However, mm-hmm. I'm really – I've have been on it forever and I'm looking to get it out and I'm looking Same. into some natural planning. And Same. my – my girl, Rach, is like, well, do you want an IUD for an object or a child? And I'm like, bitch, neither. Why are those my only those options? Those are not the only options. Where's my option C? There's so many other
0: options. I mean, not so even talking about condoms. natural planning, but these condoms. So I. Oh, these are nice. Oh, dude. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. They are the. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> you. They are the thinnest. And let me tell you, they're really hard to break. So I just tried it out <laughs> with the partner. You did try it out. I gave it I a try. to you that cause day. Because I literally, I was like, listen, I have these new condoms. Oh, I really want to try them. They're black. I, I need to do them. They're called graphene condom. Super hard to break. The thinnest condom possible, and they come in a ton of (gasps) different sizes. Well, if you put your fist in it, it it will break. break. With your acrylic nails on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my acrylic (laughs) nails, it will break. Okay, I can put my... Because the other day, I blew it up, and I put my whole arm in it. Wow. (laughs) It, it was my acrylic nails, hey. That is... Oh, look at that. I know. There's a little... So... So I... But I teamed up with this company, and the fact of the matter is, is that people don't buy condoms because they don't know how to... Like, find the condom that fits for them. So, I wrote a whole guide. It's called, like, the condom guide to everything or something like yes. that. You can find it on my website. It's 19 pages and it teaches you. Everything you should have known about condoms. From Why didn't the beginning. they teach us this when they were putting it on the banana? Dude, it literally, exactly. I was gonna put it on this, but now I'm. I've seen very I'm few cocks that are actually the size of a banana. No like. fucking. I've seen one penis that looks like a banana in my life, and let me tell you, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's been so nice to be able to get so many condoms and really understand. Because even as a sexuality educator, I still didn't really get condoms. Yeah, the way they measure the width is confusing as fuck. It's not like a typical width. It's it's called n- nominal width or something like that, where essentially where they just fold it in half and then measure, it, it, it really was hard to understand. So I wrote 19 pages on All right, it. Right. well, there's an... Oh, there's <laughs> and, there's, and then I, with this company, I decided to team up with them for it because I had found that, you know, so many other companies play on men's shame and ego Magnum, for example. Everyone wants to be seen having a magnum. Sure. This company gives you a measuring tool so that you find the perfect fitting condom. Oh wow, it's like a, it's like an actual ruler, like wide, actual ruler. girth number, yep.
1: snugger. Yep.
0: Place this part at the oh wow it's a fit kit it's a fit kit and then you can buy different fit kits and they will help you decide and it's a ruler as well oh my
1: god i need some of these for my subs i want branded ones i have been measuring let me tell you it started two inches so some
0: of you guys aren't gonna make it i'm just
1: kidding (laughs) actually i'm not
0: (laughs) well what's cool is they're trying to create the smallest condom ever because a lot of condoms don't cater to smaller sizes Um,
1: i see a lot of really tiny dicks and those Condoms, that it's they don't not fit. a thing. It it's fit. not a thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so the whole idea is that when a condom fits you right, it feels fucking good. And I'm going to be the first to tell you that this Flex condom fit my partner perfectly and it felt fucking good. You Amazing. put in his feedback- it was, he was like, I didn't even realize, he was like, I forgot halfway through I had a condom on. And I was like, this is what That's we awesome. need to be doing because if we want to be having safer sex, not just safe sex. And if we want to get off of safe sex. birth control and hormones if, and exactly. stuff, like there has to be an option. Absolutely. And so like, you know, I think so many people just overlook condoms, but I'm telling you guys… Fucking condoms are where it's at, man. Condoms are where it's at. Be I'm a safe it. slut. Be I'm a smart. It. So where Be can a they find slut? It's What's it's, the website? It's one condom and I have a few different it's my discounts. It's myonecondoms.com. What yes. are your discounts? So if you get my guidebook, you get a 30% off anything you want because there's a little hidden, uh, discount in there otherwise you can just use sex ed by m on their website and order whatever you want they have some really good lubes that are also safe for vulvas because yes we want safe vulva yes there's nothing worse let me tell you when your partner brings a condom and it is not vulva safe when your partner brings lube it's not vulva safe and you get a situation dude not okay. The amount of clients I've had where I'm, they're like, every time my partner leaves, it smells bad or something like that. I'm like, what are they using?
1: Yeah.
0: Are they clean? What's right. happening? You know? And a lot of the times they're that's using- a whole, That's a whole episode on it. Oh my God. Just- oh my God. The amount of products out there that do not work well for vulvas. No. So bad. Absurd. The sen- absurd. Yeah. But one condom, and I can be. You, know, you are. I'm, I. I had that lunch too. with you. I had
1: lunch with you after you met up with. uh, yes. with, a, uh with man, that's what we'll call him. Yes. Man, and you were talking about all. It was great. About it. It was great. I was impressed. My like, feels fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a few, and I'm gonna try <laughs> yes. it out, and let you guys know. <laughs> Thank really you. Amazing. So 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 much for being here. I cannot wait until our next conversation. Everyone, go give her a follow and. We will see you fuckers next week. Stay yeah. slutty. Nice yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs>
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what you waiting for? She's got what you need. While you over there at the door? Nightmares are dreams you just need to leave. The queen has all that you should need. Just say that queen will dumb. That will be
1: done. Close the door, just wait for what she's got in store. Come right in, close the door, just wait for what she's got in store. Dreams can come from nightmares too, the queen will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too, the queendom will take over you.
0: go and get them, up.
1: Thy Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC, music by Guillermo Jamat Jr. and LDK. All stories and audio used with permission. Names and details have been changed to protect the sluts involved.